0: Chris Scalzi here with Matt Howell. On this episode of The First Run, Matt and I are going to discuss Crazy Rich Asians, the romantic comedy that is sweeping the nation. So does it have something new to say? We're also going to talk about Steven Soderbergh's grand iPhone experiment, where he actually shot the whole film with an iPhone, or I'm assuming a few of them. And then we're going to introduce a brand new game called I Credits? I don't know, I'm still workshopping the title, uh, so we're gonna try and figure that out, and we'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas. Right now, I'm thinking I'm going with credits, which hit me about two minutes before we started recording. And we'll explain what that all is when we get into it. But let's start everything off with a clip from Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: Rachel, oh, wait. Rachel. I heard you thought Alma was the cook.
0: Oh. Ah! Uh, on the bright side, you're the talk of the party. People like your dress. Oh, I did that. Oh, I know.
1: This is a chic 70s goddess. So, Oliver, are you a cousin too?
0: Mm. Well, I'm one of the poorer relations, the rainbow sheep of the family. <laughs> but I make myself useful. Whatever the youngs want, I procure. Golden koi fish, Hong furniture, mm. a rare Cambodian gong.
1: Why would they want to buy a rare Cambodian gong?
0: Because they can. Because they can, Matt. Crazy Rich Asians, film based on the book of the same name, features uh, Constance Wu as Rachel Chu. She's an economics professor at NYU, and she has her lovely uh, young boyfriend, Nick Young. And they leave a relatively simple life, but they're very happy, they're very in love. And now it's time to go to back to Japan. and and i'm sorry china wow that was horrible of me
1: not even close singapore
0: singapore i'll get there i know they're chinese that much they they are
1: chinese yes they are chinese from
0: singapore (sighs) off to a great start chris we're off to a really good start keep going (laughs) (laughs) so they're going there because um nick's brother is getting married or his best friend his best friend jesus did i even see this thing wow did you even see this thing his best friend they're getting married and he is the best man so they're flying back they're gonna meet nick's family and then what happens is rachel starts to get little clues that maybe nick may be a little more well off than she than she thought he was turns out he's like ultra crazy i guess there you go crazy rich asians so uh, of course when she gets there the family doesn't rightly approve because rachel was raised basically american and not steeped in Chinese tradition, and there's little twists and turns and little reveals here and there, and not everybody's always been honest with everybody. And uh, Aquafina shows up as her best friend who was able to insert some comedic effect. I'm not sure. So, Matt, I know one thing about this, though, is that you weren't too terribly excited about this when we first said we were going to talk about it. No, I was not. My question for you... um, after you walked out of this thing, you're like, "Wow, thanks, Chris. I really did enjoy this." What do you, you think? Um,
1: no, that's not what I said. Um, uh, so, I'm not a huge fan of uh, romantic comedies. I don't. I mean, they're fine if that's what you like. I mean, I know I like uh, certain genres of film that not everybody likes, and I have find appreciation in them. But um, this is really just not my wheelhouse, and I'm not going to say I've never seen any that I, that I that I like um but i will say that this one was just mediocre i mean it's nothing groundbreaking at all i mean the most the most um groundbreaking thing about it is having an all-asian cast and an asian director and and you know kind of being about a different culture other than american and that's that's great um but i mean as far as what the material that's actually there on the screen it's nothing that's particularly well acted or even particularly funny or groundbreaking in any way. And a lot of it is kind of almost kind of gross in the kind of excesses that it kind of, uh, that it celebrates in some of this stuff. Um, even though it is kind of critical, but it's not really that critical, which seems weird to be watching it in the, the times that we're in now, you know,
0: I guess so. Um, hmm. All right. That's, I think that's fair. I think I will agree with you in some points where, the it it doesn't bring or breathe fresh new life into the romantic comedy genre, I guess I should say storytelling wise. Right. um I found it a little clunky for the first twenty minutes, uh, especially focused on the dialogue and perhaps um some of the line delivery. But I thought as the thing progressed, it got it got it got much better. And I think in in the end, I don't know. I thought this thing was really well done, Matt. I think it's at times very funny. I think that um that uh John Chu the director brings a very light touch to the film that I think works in its favor and I felt that there was a strong romantic kind of connection between our leads and I thought the cast all was pretty good I mean if the film had any narrative shortcomings I think maybe that was overcome by the cast but uh I don't know I think it hits all the right beats I I actually really rather enjoyed this thing I think uh it's not so and I uh, granted because it, it, it does traverse well-trodden ground, right? This is a genre that's been done over and over again, but I guess you could say that about every genre, right? Uh, but I, I did find watching it interesting through a different cultural lens. I certainly did. Though I think in the end, the focus may be not so much the cultural differences as in the the wealth gap. The disparity mm. there, I think, may have been more maybe even made a more interesting film. I don't know, I, I I shouldn't say that. Cause like I said, I enjoyed it and I apologize everybody. <sighs> I'm struggling through this right now because I'm having a ton of technology issues here tonight. <laughs> so I'm actually going through my notes and then my reference material back and forth on an iPad which is why I'm stumbling and being a little choppy when mm-hmm. I talk because I'm having a lot of technical issues. But anyway, outside of the first 20 minutes I'm just gonna speak from the heart now people. I really enjoyed this thing, Matt. I did. I, I, I connected with these people. I thought the uh, maybe the overall narrative arc was a little rote, and we know it was going to come. But still, I found the thing exceptionally emotionally engaging. Um, I didn't quite get moved to tears. It wasn't that dusty in the theater, but I was emotionally invested in these people, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the film. I did. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I liked it. I don't know what else really to tell you. I think it's just it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, it's like I said,
1: it's middle of the road. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's fine. It's a fine little diversion. Um I don't know. It's just weird. It's just kind of like weird to see this kind of modernized uh hidden prints kind of thing, uh, uh fish out of water kind of stuff. And usually it's more, I don't know. And like the message, I guess, was just just a little bit of a role reversal, like, or at least I don't. I don't know if role reversal is the right word. I mean, the plot beats all kind of happen how you expect them to happen. Mm-hmm. But then usually in these things, like the person who's up here comes down to earth a little bit more, becomes a little more grounded. Whereas instead she's elevated up to his level to where now she's like in this rarefied air with these people who, you know, basically could buy and sell everyone in the audience a thousand times over kind of thing. And we're supposed to like relate to that. and like, I don't, I don't get it. And the whole thing in, in, it's also just weird to me that it's you know this is all based in Singapore, which if you know anything about Singapore history, they basically just came in and took everything from the Malays. The like, Malays hate them, and mm-hmm. like that's the rest of Malaysia, and they've kind of shoved all the Chinese down into the edge of the of the island, and they've got all the money, they've got all the resources, they've kind of just so all of this stuff is basically like your. They're like, you're celebrating like robber barons. Like it's like the Vanderbilt's were like the highest, you know, uh, like the level of thing that you could have done. And that's what you made this, this feel good movie out of kind of thing. I don't know. It just sat weird with me. Just kind of that's that part of it just sat weird with me while I was watching it.
0: I I confess I'm not socially aware. I'm rather ignorant, I guess, of the story of Singapore and Malaysia. So I'm a Mm -hmm. little, uh, maybe if I had that perspective, I'm usually more politically linked in on stuff, but clearly I don't seem to care that much about that. Can I In say, I'm a, oh, wow. I'm a.
1: What can I say? I'm, I'm you know, Chris is has uh, ambitions of being. secretly a capitalist, uh, 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 pig, and I'm, I'm the socialist proletariat champion. So that's how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I thought too. The when they try and, uh, what did it scare off? Basically, Constantine's character. You know, that was really kind of dark
1: it was it was really dark i mean yeah it was it was pretty brutal and that was and i was and i was almost like okay like if they went the route of you know these people are bad people or you know and like if they kind of separated themselves from more that or if there were more consequences for that i probably would have respected the film a little bit more but then it's like nope it's okay you know we're still good you know we're good now we're we're all gonna be happy multi multi multi-billionaires um and be on top of this hotel that's, you know, got a swimming pool that looks down a thousand stories or whatever it is. So it was, it was just, I don't know. The whole thing was just weird to me.
0: Mm. Well, you know, I think it's, I don't know. I think you definitely see me getting to that point. Yeah. Well, what can I say? Maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe I'm just a hater. That's all you it know, is. Why, why do you hate? Yeah. Why do you hate capitalism in America? It's uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you should stop watching these things through your own political lens, Matt, and just—oh yeah, know.
1: seriously, I just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I, I See, there's some role reversal right there.
0: Film, there's no <laughs> film doesn't make social commentary on things.
1: No, it does not.
0: Never. So Never. And ignore everything I'm about to say, and we talk about insane. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. Fine. I. You know what? I'm giving this thing a B plus. I am. I. Right. I, I, okay. I. I just. That's fair. It hits all the point. I, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's light. It's breezy. Especially if I don't think about the imperialism or whatever the hell horrible thing that happened that let that let these guys get all this money. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought Constance Wu was really great in this thing, as was Henry Golding. Uh, maybe I'm all set on Ken Jeong. I don't know. Uh, yeah,
1: don't know. He was a bit much.
0: Michelle Yeoh was Yeo is good, and I'm still don't quite think I understand the Aquafina thing, but it maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'm not very hip yeah. to what the kids are into nowadays. Hey, whatever it takes to bring them in, right? she working. was funny in this. She was fine. I just I saw her on Kimmel too. I saw her, I found out how she got her name, which is okay. Okay, it's interesting.
1: Okay, she she was drinking some Aquafina, and that's what happened.
0: Basically, she was trying to come up with a rap name, and she was going through different types of bottled water, and they said oh. Aquafina. And at no point did she think Sonny she was going to be. But it was like a thing that her and her friends were kidding around about. It wasn't like she thought she was going to be famous one day, yeah. But that's just how it happened. So good for her. There you go. So I give um, it a B plus. Where'd you come down on the i R?
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, you know, I mean, if you like this type of film, fine. Um, and it's and it's it's an it's it's fine. It's it's not terrible. I mean, for what it is, I think it's pretty good. Um, but I'm not a huge fan of this genre as it is. So that's actually kind of relatively high praise for me. So we'll see.
0: I like the genre when it's done well. And I think mm. this is an exercise when it's done well. Okay. I can Fair leave enough. the 27 dresses or whatever it's called, the insert Ashton Kutcher starring vehicle here thing, all that stuff, you know, failure to launch, all that stuff, yeah. hard paths. Yeah. But uh, this, I think, is worth your time. Uh, I don't know if you need to rush out to the theater to see it, though maybe it's good that it would be supported. I know they, yep. from what I understand, they rejected like a $20, 24000000 million deal to premiere on Netflix. Because oh, really? they wanted to have... Since it was all Asian-helmed and starred, they wanted to get a theatrical release. And I think it was the right decision. Okay. And I'm glad. And it's good to see some diversity in the cinema. Uh, even if it's a story that you may be a little familiar with. So. Right. Fair enough. If you've had a chance to see Crazy Rich Asians, shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts. All right, Matt. Let's talk about what's coming up on Blu-ray and DVD. Here's a film that I haven't seen... Probably since it came out I remember really liking it But I don't, I'm, I'm terrified if it still holds up But I don't know, so here's a clip, you tell me Gallup
1: took a poll last week To find out what Americans won most when the war is over 87% of the people in this country Said the first thing they want is a new car Now Which do you think the public would rather buy? The same old models Detroit has been giving us before the war Or <clears throat> The car of tomorrow today. Whoa! Ah! Looks like he's going 90 miles per hour And you know who's going to build these cars? We are. In five years, we're going to put the big
0: three out of business. Who are we going to sell them to, Buck Rogers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Under the hood, we has got luggage. The engine is in the rear, where it ought to be. Back. Look at this, individual torque converters. Oh, that crazy. You... You'd have to have a wheel track 70 inches wide.
0: So that's Jeff Bridges as Preston Tucker in Francis Ford Coppola's *Tucker*, story about Never a man in a dream. Yeah, he wanted to top as You heard the big three car manufacturers and create a new whole automobile empire. I remember liking it as a kid. Though, like I said, I don't know. I know it didn't do well. It did not do well. But um, I've always, I've been thinking about kind of catching up with it over the years. And Shout Factory is releasing it. I believe it's part of their Shout Select series. So that's what's mm. coming on August twenty eighth. Also, one of the sci fi sleeper kind of subtle hits of the year, Upgrade, is being released. Remember the old Upgrade with the guy and the thing with the thing, and then the other guy with the shotgun arm thing. And
1: yes, stuff. I do. I remember that. We, we quite enjoyed that film.
0: Yeah, I may. I struggled with the ending, but mm. overall, I still thought I really enjoyed that thing. Tag, the, the film about the a bunch of guys who've been playing oh. tag for twenty years, is being released. Yeah. Clips, bloopers and deleted scenes and a featurette where you actually get to meet the real tag guys so i know Matt, that was a big point for you so you can see that
1: yeah a, fi- a film my <laughs> wife
0: rather enjoyed uh book club starring diane keaton jane fonda candice bergen and mary steenburgen and they form a book club and read 50 shades of gray and then kind of introduce some of that stuff into their own lives uh she said that with her mother and enjoyed it. And she said, Candace Bergen is hilarious in that thing. Did you see they're bringing back Murphy Brown this year?
1: I did see that.
0: So I'm Interesting. Kind of, yeah, I'm excited for that. But you can check out Book Club. Include some deleted scenes and some other featurettes. The documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg RBG is getting released. The latest Mary Shelley biography film. This one starring Elle Fanning and how she came up with the story of Frankenstein is coming out as well. New to Blu-ray, Criterion has given us memories of underdevelopment. The film by Thomas Gutierrez-Elia is the most widely renowned work in the history of Cuban cinema. After his wife and family flee in the wake of the Bay of Pigs invasion, the bourgeoisie intellectual Sergio passes his days wandering Havana in idle reflection, his amorous entanglements and political ambivalence gradually giving away a mounting sense of alienation. Includes a new 4K digital restoration, New interviews with a couple film critics, B. Ruby Rich and Jose Antonio Avora. A new interview with novelist and screenwriter Armando Desnoes and some other featurettes on the making of the film and some archival stuff as well. What else we have, Matt? Bound, Olive signature. Only 3,500 copies are going to be created. The Wachowski Brothers. I believe it was their first film, Bound, right? With Meg Tilly and Gina Gershon?
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: It's a brand new digital restoration of the film. Includes both the theatrical and unrated versions Audio commentary with the Chowskis, uh, as long as, as Joey Pants, Jennifer Tilley, and Gershon, and some other featurettes as well in the making of the film and some interviews with the st- cast and crew. The Scream Factory is releasing Brain Scan, the uh, 90s horror film with Edward Furlong. Do you remember mm-hmm. Brain Scan? Vaguely. Yeah, I remember watching it. it was, what The kid gets the, uh, the new interactive video game and something really horrible happens. I remember not... Being typically fond of it when it came out, but I guess it has a bit of a cult following. It includes an all-new audio commentary with the assistant to the director, Tara George's Flint, and a bunch of other new featurettes as well, including a deleted scene, which I think is an archival feature. Universal Studios is re-releasing the Universal Monsters set, so if you want to get the box set again, or if you've been waiting and holding out, they're getting it, pushing it back out again. And also uh, a set of one film and a set of series that I've, I've man. I used to love these, Matt, watching them on Channel 56 uh, in the morning, and that's Abba Costello movies. This is the Abba Costello Meet the Invisible Man is being released on Blu-ray for the first time. Were you an Abba Costello fan? No, not really my thing. Although,
1: to be fair, I don't think I've ever seen more than bits and pieces of any of their stuff.
0: I remember Abba Costello's Meet Dracula, and then the Wolfman and Frankenstein, they did all that stuff. Yeah, they did. Good times. (laughs) your straight to dvd pick of the week though i want bleeding steel because of who stars in it this action icon matt is a special forces agent and he's assigned to protect the scientist and his creation from a sinister gang bleeding steel stars the master jackie chan wow so that's what you be, should be picking up for your straight to dvd pick of the week what should we be streaming
1: um, I'm gonna suggest uh, there's a couple Cohen Brother movies available out on Netflix. I'm gonna suggest uh, Burn After Reading. Um kind of a uh I don't even know how to describe that film. Um kind of a, a spy slash espionage kind of thing. Um it's really got some interesting performances, especially from Brad Pitt as a completely um duncey, blonde himbo kind of guy. Um it's very funny performance, but also has some uh shocking unexpected violence in it so it's really got everything you want from a Cohen's brother movie um check it out one of the lesser known ones if you haven't seen it
0: there you go all right matt so let's go ahead then let's move on and talk about our second film this evening and that is going to be the steven Soderbergh film shot via the iphone Mm -hmm. that is insane and matt i have a question for you to answer when we get back is this film hampered or improved by its air quotes gimmick (laughs) Let's hear a clip.
1: There's been some kind of mistake. Your name is Sawyer Valentini. Y- you know that already. By signing this, you've consented to voluntary commitment for 24 hours. No. The council said the forms are routine. You signed it. Look, you're just doing your job. And uh, you've been so considerate of my feelings and my well being. And you're right. I signed those papers. I'm here by my own volition. It's for my own good. Can I ask, do you think I could just make a phone call just to let my family know that I'm okay, let them know where I am? You get a phone call? That's allowed. You're so nice. You're saying you want your phone call now? Yes. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Oh my god, it's like you read my mind. Yes, hi. My name is Sawyer Valentini. I am at Highland Creek Behavioral Health Facility. I am being held here against my will. Please send help. Thank you. I'll be out of here in like 20 minutes. Do you know how many calls the cops get like that every week? Those are from
0: crazy people. And she is not crazy. So, Matt, why don't you tell the folks at home? And I apologize again. Every episode is specifically mastered for a specific listening experience. This episode has a mastered, of course, for, I know it's a little late, but this is one you want to listen to while you're, you know, a, um, at a rehearsal dinner for a wedding, just so <laughs> or at least getting ready. You could be listening yep. to your favorite music, but I think you should be listening to the first run. So there you are. <laughs> Matt, you go. why don't you tell the folks at home what Unsane is all about and then answer my question, damn it. Is this film improved upon by using its iPhone 7 Plus issue thingy, or is it a detriment, or does it even matter?
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so this is uh, the story of a, a woman named Sawyer Valentina. Um, she is the victim of uh, sexual assault and stalking by someone who is... Uh, we don't really know at the beginning of the film, but is a man who is, lived in a different city in Boston, um, and she has fled the across the country to kind of get away from him. Um, she started a new job and she's starting to see him in basically wherever she goes and things like getting into normal relationships or trying to have dates. It all kind of interferes. So she goes in to have a talk to a psychiatrist or a psychologist about it, says that she has had some suicidal thoughts, signs some papers and she has suddenly inadvertently, which is why kids, you should always read what you're signing. Um, committed herself to a, uh, mental f- facility. Um, despite her protests to get out, um, she is stuck there for seven days, which is the max amount of time they can keep her. And it looks like she sees someone who works at the office who, or I'm sorry, at the hospital who looks like the man that she is trying to run away from. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I don't think that this film, to be quite honest with you, um, I don't think it really even mattered that it was shot on the iPhone after a while. It just really, it could have been shot on any kind of digital low, you know, relatively low to middling quality, digital media camera kind of thing just for the aesthetic. But it didn't, it wasn't so glaring to me that I even really thought about it as I was watching the film.
0: You don't think so, huh?
1: No, I no I didn't. Now it could be because I was having a problem getting the TV in the house to run this film through, um, my Xbox, or even through the the um, smart TV, so I, I had to watch, end up watching this on my computer. So I don't know if that took away from some of it because it wasn't on like a bigger screen, um, but it just seemed normal to me.
0: Yeah, I think it may have. I would occasionally lose track of it, but then there would be some specific shots. I'd be like, oh yeah, clearly this is not a a uh, right a regular recording cam movie cam, you know thing. <laughs> I think is a technical term the, the yeah. movie camera thing recording yeah, the thing. camera thing <laughs> so yeah no and plus i don't does my phone iphone have a night vision mode i don't know if it does i have to look i think
1: it was, that was that had to be day to night that was day to night right that's what i thought that was when it was
0: blue yeah when she was in uh oh that moves
1: oh yeah 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 um i don't know maybe maybe i don't think it has an infrared setting but I, I don't have an iPhone 7, so I could
0: be wrong. Yeah, and so I, have, I, I, know, yeah I now have an 8, so they could have taken it out with it. Yeah. You know how they are with that stuff.
1: They are, right. They're like, Soderbergh needed it for one generation. Hope you got on on the ground floor, guys.
0: <laughs> one thing I'm glad that Soderbergh decides to do, listen, I'm all for experimentation. I love my boy Sodes, right? And he's always willing to take some chances. So I'm glad that this film exists and he did this. Is it entirely successful, Matt? No. I don't know. I don't know. I'm one thing I'm glad about is we dispense with the narrative tease in the trailer pretty early in the film, right? I'd say a little less than not quite halfway. Um we get the reveal of of what's happening and who this guy is and stuff. So I'm happy about that, right? I didn't <clears throat> I didn't know if I wanted to spend the rest of the film you know. Though there is the coda at the end that maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Right. Though yeah. I don't think so. I think the whole uh, thing is legitimately plays out like it plays out. Yeah, I would think that it would have to play
1: out like it played out because of all of the, well, I'm just going to throw it out there, spoiler alert, body count that's involved. I mean, you mm-hmm. think that would have to be something that actually happened, but yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I thought it was, when I kind of went into this pretty cold, I didn't even watch any trailers, so I was thinking this was going to be kind of one of these what's real kind of things yeah. going through it, and like you said, I think it uh flashes through that. And I think at the end, you know, I think it's that's more just saying that even though she's, you know, beaten her abuser and she's kind of moved back, that he'll always be there kind of thing. Like he's always gonna be part of her or whatever. And I think that's part of it as well. Not necessarily that what everything we saw before was completely unreliable.
0: I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. also there's a fun little cameo in this that uh there I is rather I, know. I was like, Hey, it's it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, in fact what it was is while th- that while that particular scene was playing, I was I wasn't looking up at the screen. Yeah. Um I was writing down a note about something that happened in the film, then I hear the voice. I'm like, "Oh no, that voice." And I look up and like, go, oh! "Oh yeah. That's Linus." <laughs>
1: so, um
0: but still, so that was kind of fun. Did I did that kind of take you out of it cuz I know that not everybody um, Yeah, actually you know what? A
1: little bit. Just to see mm-hmm. somebody of that star wattage like in that, all of a sudden this tiny little thing that Looked like it because like he just rounded up some people from like his local grocery store and were like, Here, let's be in a movie together. And suddenly you've got like, you know, A list star up there. It's like, Huh, this is a film kind of thing. It did take me out of it a little bit. Yeah, that was the one concern I had with
0: it. So interesting. So Soderbergh's making two statements here for me, right? That he's wrapped inside of a filler. One, we're talking about mental illness, right? And the impact right. it has on the people and the people around you. The other thing he's talking about is the for profit treatment center business right this is another scourge on this nation potentially so I think unfortunately he does justice to neither right and I don't know I know he's trying to make a lean little thriller with this thing I know he kind of did something similar with the film side effects maybe to a more success I don't know I think maybe if we had focused more on one of those two stories or Instead of so much the fact that, look at what I can do with this iPhone. Right. Um, though I'm not, I'm sure that's not what his, his thought process was, but just kind of how it felt to me. Because I want to give him as much of the benefit of that as I possibly can for this. But still, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think for the most part it works. I think the phone stuff takes you out for me every now and then because I watch this on my big TV, right? So like you watch on a laptop, maybe it wasn't noticeable. And of course, the big cameo, of course, pulled me out of it as well. But I think Claire Foy, who has to do all this heavy lifting, does a fantastic job on this thing. It must have been a challenge working on this when you're you're getting shot by an iPhone 7. Never mind the fact that the whole subject matter of the film and the interacting with people and... Having to kind of portray somebody who may or may not be crazy or going crazy, that's got to be a, a chore in itself. But I, so I thought she was quite good in this. Mm. And then again, as I stated, I admire Soderbergh for taking a chance with this thing, and he does deliver some suspenseful moments. So overall, I I did enjoy this, though again, it, for me, it was like not as good as Logan Lucky, which what do we call a kind of like a stealth comeback, kind of just yeah, right? A very kind of subtle. I can still nail this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, so I would definitely put this below that, but I admire it for what he what he's doing with it. I just think narratively, or maybe the the two messages could have been a little sharper.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I think if he had just stuck with the film, like I think either he either should have just made like it's just a straight up thriller and not tried to make a critique, and I think it would have been fine because I was enjoying it while I was watching it. The but. I'm with you, like when he started to, I could see him pulling in those kind of thematic threads of where he's trying to make critiques and stuff like that. And I'm like, uh, you know, if you had just left the whole, even the whole stalking sexual assault aspect of it and just dealt with somebody who had just like a straight mental illness where it wasn't kind of tied to, I hate to say reality, but in the sense of it was more of a, a disorder that was lent itself more to something that was even you were not foundation of not something real. Um, I think that would have probably worked better, um, but I don't think you can have both. And I don't think you're right. I think it does a disservice to both of them. But to be fair, I mean, while I was watching it, I was I was entertained, like I was yeah. having a decent time. So, um, you know, the craft and the structure is there. I just think he just kind of falls apart a little bit in what he's trying to do as far as thematically and his critiques that he's making.
0: Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly. So I still gave Unsane a B-minus. Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair assessment for this thing. Yeah, what'd you come down?
1: Uh, yeah, I came up with that. I was vacillating between a B and a B minus, um, but I'm I'm gonna go with B minus as well.
0: All right, good to know. Mm-hmm. You've had a chance to see i Would love to hear your thoughts. Shoot us an email at feedback at run dot com. is currently available for streaming on the Amazon Prime platform. Hmm. All right, Matt. So coming up. Credits. I don't know if this is going to work. I do not know. But um, we will find out together. So, credits. you know, you're talking to people, right? And you got to talk about a movie and, like, oh, stars in it. Oh, you know, that guy, Tom Cruise. You know him from Insert Film Here. Though, I don't know. Maybe starting off with big stars is not the way to go with this. (laughs) Let's get our
1: feedback. Let's lay the foundation. Then we can start making it hard for ourselves, right?
0: All right. So, we're tackling five just massive stars in this thing and we're going to tell you like when you read the like the synopsis of a film has the actor's name and then in parentheses it says a film about that you know what film the reference for them that's right. what we're doing and we're going to try and pick what the definitive film would be for that artist for that reference so okay. i'm going to play a clip from one of these stars that didn't make the cut for me matt maybe it did for you but didn't for me so let's take a listen. What's the pool on me
1: up to right now? What, what, what's it up to? Wait, wait, is it three hundred dollars? Is that it? Three hundred? I'm a school teacher. I teach English composition. This little town called Adley, Pennsylvania. It's,
0: uh, the last eleven
1: years, I've been at Thomas Alva Edison High School. I was a coach of the baseball team in the springtime back home, and I tell people what I do for a living, and they think, well, well, now that figures. But over here, it's uh, a big, a big mystery. So I guess I've changed some. Sometimes I wonder if I've changed so much, my wife is even going to recognize me
0: whenever it is I get back to her. And how I'll ever be able to to tell her about days like today. So that's Sir Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. I remember at the end of that film, Matt, I cried like a baby. Oh, sweet Pete! Is that he? A, is he
1: a sir? Is he a sir?
0: No, I just. threw that in there. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Oh, if we start knighting people, maybe that'll be another game we
1: play. who should get a sir that'll just be it we think it should be Tom Hanks okay that was it for the first run
0: Um, (laughs) see you next time (laughs) so we're gonna start things off here are your five actors so you can start thinking yourself what you would go with with Tom Hanks Tom Cruise Meryl (coughs) Streep Amy Adams and George Clooney Mm. so for Tom Hanks Matt I ended up going with Forrest Gump hmm as, even though the film itself, I don't know about, but I just think <laughs> you, when you think of Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, uh-huh. I'm trying to think, what do you, what do you go with? What do you, what uh, I think your default is Forrest Gump, isn't it? It's not, I, I may have And here's what I think is interesting. We sh- we can talk about is how far back should you go?
1: Right. Right.
0: Like, do I want to go big? Splash? Yeah. I don't want to go splash.
1: Definitely not splash. Splash is not the right answer.
0: So I, I think it's, it's, it's forest.
1: I, I, so I had the same thought that you did. Um, so I was like, okay, if you're of a certain age of which we're dwindling, um, and it's getting further and further in the past, I would have said big, right? Cause when you said Tom Hanks, that's immediately what I thought of it was either big or, um, saving private Ryan. Right. And I, I'm, in a perfect world, it would be saving Private Ryan. But that's mm-hmm. such a big ensemble cast, and it's kind of such bigger than Tom Hanks itself. Whereas Forrest Gump, which does not hold up people, and I didn't even like it that much to begin with back in the day. But I think it's a quintessential film of his just because A, it has such a broad appeal. B, he carries the whole thing. And it's kind of like right. it's kind of like he's got two feet in both sides, right? It's got his comedic past it's got little pieces of that but then it's also got more of his dramatic future kind of thing so it's kind of it kind of showcases both of what he can do because back in the day when he first started i mean he was a comedic actor i mean that's what he yeah. was so um that's you know i think a lot of people forget that or don't even realize that depending on how old you are
0: so you agree then you're going i with agree with forest you Com. i would go
1: with Forrest forest yes as much as it pains me to say all
0: right so let's do let's do merrill next merrill okay merrill I here's a problem, and I'm ashamed to say this. My my exposure to Merrill is not gigantic, right? I have not seen The Devil Wears Prada. I have not seen yep. Florence Foster Jenkins. I have not seen The Bridges of Madison County. I have not seen It's Complicated. I have not seen Kramer vs. Kramer. I have not seen The Iron Lady. I have not seen Julie and Julia. I have not seen Out of Africa. I have seen Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> I have, you know, so you've never seen out of Africa. No. Oh, wow. Okay. I have a big, big issue with all of this stuff. So when I was going through this, the one probably out of this, I like the most. And it's not even, it's maybe defending your life with Albert Brooks, but that, that's not it.
1: Yeah. That's not it. No. It's, it's,
0: is it? So I ended up going with Sophie's Choice. But right. the problem is that's a lot. What is that? How it's long old. ago is that? That was a while back.
1: Um, yeah, Sophie Choice is a good one. And just because... If for no other reason. Huh? 82. 82. Well, if for no other reason, I mean, you know... Um, hey, I mean, she's got a... It's it, it, You say an appropriate thing, uh, you know... Applying something like, is it Coke or Pepsi? That's a Sophie's choice. You know, I mean, no, that's... I know, no, it's completely <laughs> inappropriate. But I mean, besides Coke is the right answer. Exactly, um, <laughs> that's what I mean. Not that it's
0: inappropriate, that there is
1: no... Uh, we trivialize the Sophie's choice. But um, I personally... I'm, I would even go back even further, to be honest with you. I would go back for Kramer versus Kramer. I mean, that was kind of like the big, you know, kind of acting with a capital A between her and Dustin Hoffman um, that really kind of, I think... Really solidified her career, and it, it basically she's kind of just built on it from there. I mean, and that's 1979, but I think that's the right answer.
0: Yeah, see, I haven't seen that.
1: No, oh, okay. I, think I mean, it's it's
0: a powerful film. It's a good film. I think part of it is when it was big. So when it first came out, I was—I don't even if I was even four—and mm. a few years later, my parents got divorced. Right, and then I kind of like—I have no interest in watching this. You know, yeah. <laughs> so right, I don't know. But yeah, I know, maybe that's next. Maybe I have a Merrill marathon that I have to tackle. You
1: got a lot of marathons.
0: I do. Oh dear lord. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do. Um, what do you want to do next, Clooney or Cruise? And then you you give me a. Uh,
1: uh, let's let's save Cruise for last. All right. All right. So Clooney. All right. So George Clooney. Um. I thought long and hard about this but I believe in my opinion um Danny Ocean I think is his quintessential role so I would go with Ocean's 11 um as the uh as the pick for him I mean it kind of it kind of shows his funny side um it shows just how it just about allows him to be relentlessly cool which I think is the right attitude for Clooney um yeah. I mean he 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 can you know he's been in some uh, in some roles where he's like Michael Clayton or or The American where it's much more serious. But I don't know. Clooney just strikes me as somebody who's just he's just the man. So therefore, I think it has to be Danny Ocean in Ocean's Eleven.
0: So I struggle with that because I feel the strength, though, he is the best thing about that film. The strength is yeah. more so to again in the ensemble itself and everybody coming okay. together. And let's Fair be enough. honest, everybody loves to watch Brad Pitt eat and act. That's,
1: <laughs> that's really that's really all it is. I just want to watch Brad eat. Supercut of Brad Pitt eating the whole time.
0: He's great in The Descendants, but that's not something that's going to spring to mind at all. Right. right. Same thing with uh, Up in the Air. Right? Right. The Jason Wright film, which is fantastic, and a film <coughs> of its time. Right. For sure. Now, my default would be Out of Sight, which is one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. films, and the right. Soderbergh movie. But again... I just Small. don't know how many people are gonna think yeah. of that film. Or wow. how many people have seen it, unfortunately.
1: Yep. I so
0: agree. I ended up going with what I think is his best performance film. A film that I probably watch at least once a year, easily. And that's Michael Clayton. Mm. I think he is fantastic in that thing. And it's but again, I don't the more I think about it, I think you're right. If you're if we're playing the game correctly, <laughs> I think that people would say, "Oh yeah, Oceans Eleven, I love that thing." Yeah, right. That's George Clooney's Oceans Eleven. They may not. They I don't. They I don't think they're gonna go to Michael Clayton. They should. But if if we're gonna do it straight, I think you're right. It actually is Oceans Eleven. Right. Damn it.
1: At least we didn't say it's Dustled On, right?
0: That's true. Though it could have been. It could have been. Hmm. all right fine fine sorry i'll give you that one maybe i'm surprised could have been returned to horror high but i guess not all right (laughs) next up amy adams okay what do you got so this is uh
1: this is a good one just because it's such a her career is so weighted like a lot of her best stuff has been within the past few years so Mm -hmm. you know it's a matter of what do we pick here? Like how far back do we go? And I kind of struggled with either
0: Batman versus uh, Superman. Or yeah, Batman
1: or Man of Steel, you know, or even her small part in Justice League. I yeah. thought it was career defining. I'm sure. You know, um, sure. Um so I kind of I think I struggled with this. I hmm. I thought it maybe it would be um arrival. But, um, and, and don't get me wrong. I love arrival and it. it is a fantastic film, yep. but the more and more I think about it, I think it's the fighter. I think that's the one that really brought her to more popular consciousness. Um, but looking back at her films, if you look at what's the most popular one versus all, that's most well-known and where she's the really, really good in it, it's a tough sell, but I think I'm gonna go with the fighter.
0: So I know the, the big thing for her, right? I think it was, uh, uh, June bug was uh her big you know premiere where everybody was like oh who's that right and uh, i think the fighter is a good call but again she's a supporting actress in that thing mm. um i think a more relevant pick would have been julie and julia a film i haven't seen but is supposed right. to be really quite good and she's supposed to be quite good in it now obviously bvs is the, is, is the obvious answer <laughs> No, she's actually you know, she's she's awesome in American Hustle, but again, very much an ensemble film. Right. Um one of the bright spots outside of course Sir Michael Shannon in Nocturnal Animals. Right. But so I imagine... Michael Shannon a Sir, a I sir think too. too. I I, think I like sure. it yeah, <laughs> too. I think for the next time we do this, Shannon's got to be on the list.
1: He's got yeah, he definitely did. He yes, we have to see, we have to start going into deeper cuts. And I also think what we should do is we should print up some first run knighthoods and we should start sending them out to publicists. <laughs> okay. We'll have
0: to work on that. Yeah. So but I actually I went with a rival. Did you? Okay. I yeah, did. and that's fair. I think her performance in that is is it's incredible. It's exceptionally nuanced and vulnerable, and yet she's she's very strong in the film as well. The uh, um the Villeneuve's kind of fake out narrative structure as well is, but that's more about Villeneuve than it is Amy Adams. So I don't know. I think again though a film exceptionally well respected, but I don't know. Was it a huge success? It was successful.
1: It was successful. Yeah.
0: But I don't know.
1: But I think you're right. I think that's the right answer just because if I'm kind of, as we're talking, I'm scrolling through the IMDb again. And I yeah. think you're right. Um, there's not, before that film, like she's great in a lot of films, but the like the master,
0: said, she's incredible.
1: In yeah, she's great in the master. Um, but she's not. She, you're right. She's always been a supporting player and she hasn't really carried her own film, besides, unless you want to go back and count Enchanted, where she plays the Disney person that's come to life, which she's fun in that, but it's not exactly uh, you know, a a acting tour de force. I think you have to go with Arrival, because it's really the first film that I think said that, you know, she can run she can lead a movie on her own and kind of open some of those doors for her. So I think that's really the the one to go with.
0: All right. I'm glad I'm right about that. You are right about that. All right. So El Tamarino. Uh
1: seems so easy. Seems like such a layup. I'm although I'm kind of curious because he's got so many films to choose from. Like which one you're gonna go with? Which one you, Chris, are gonna go with. Although I, I I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna I have to go first. Um go it's that volleyball movie. It's that's the one. It's the Top, top Gun is the quintessential, not only eight it's it's the quintessential Tom Cruise movie. It has everything that you see yeah. in it. Um, action, uh, you know, cool of a certain kind, you know, wattage. Um, yeah, it's got everything that you would think that you come to expect from Tom Cruise. And, he's, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise's later kind of descent into science fiction. Um, I do love that Tom Cruise, but I think Top Gun is the one to go with.
0: So I think generally his best performance is considered to be his supporting role in Magnolia. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but unfortunately you're, you were incorrect. Uh, oh! The, the go-to credit for Tom Cruise. Though I did lean towards Top Gun for quite a while. In I, the I, uh, end, I went with uh, Night and Day. No. no. I uh, God, I hate that film. That film made me so angry, Night and Day. Yeah. so bad. But no, I went with the Mission Impossible franchise. Okay, I think that was just.
1: So is that fair? Can you just can you just declare a
0: franchise? I think so. I think okay. so. Like I think I would. I'd probably lean towards that with like Bale. Mm. Is there something Bale's more famous for than the than the Batman franchise?
1: American Psycho. In
0: our in our circle, yes. Yeah. Of people like us, but outside of that.
1: What do you mean people like us? No,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. No. I, that's that's yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Although you know, looking back, he's got some he's got some pretty classic uh late eighties films, you know. Oh, I risky
0: mean, business, cocktail. You're entirely yeah. right. And I yeah. think really if you pushed me, I would probably have to I could probably be convinced to come back to Top Gun. I I yeah most likely could be but i just think if i want to add a little more fresh um spice to this thing i'd have to go with the mission impossible because those yeah. especially those last three films have all been really good so. yeah rain man mm. yep yeah man
1: yeah i mean he's yeah i mean i love minority report i love his science fiction film i mean uh lived i repeat it's fantastic or edge of tomorrow whatever you want to call it but right um yeah he's got some really good films but yeah i'm i think i think mission impossible is the right answer um because it's made like you know however many billions of dollars and there's six of them i think six we had six yes six um so yeah that's probably the right answer but i'm gonna stubbornly stick to top gun because that's that's tom cruise to me
0: yeah i think that's fair all right so those are our initial five for credits (laughs) Are we wrong? Shoot us an email at feedback at the first run. What do you think would be the quintessential go-to descriptor of film for those stars? And next time when we bring this back around, we're going to go, we're going to dig a little deeper. And of course, Sir Michael Shannon will be one of those individuals. So there you go. (laughs) Coming up next week, Matt, I think it's going to be, it's it's, going to be Happy Time Murders. Okay. We talked about it. It's on the sheet
1: on the summer it bracket, is. which it reminds
0: is. me, beneath the Silver Lake, got pushed out to the end of the year. Ah. Uh. So what do we do about? It? Do we want to just pull in eighth grade? Because I think on my sheet, um, I think I have it right here. It would have. It's an it's another a twenty four film, so I think the damage isn't that bad. Plus, it's yeah. it's, it's competition. Yeah. Was Ocean's Eight
1: right yeah let's put in eighth grade let's do that and i don't
0: think that. it really changes anything for me though no. looking back at my list oh brother
1: yeah i, I don't I have to go find my old computer i think that's where the list is it's not on this new computer but uh, i'll have to go back and look at it
0: No, i had under the silver lake as a finalist so i'm curious yeah that's that's a tough one man um i did ca- i did capture yours so I do have them if we absolutely need to. No, I, I do
1: have them some. I do have it. Okay. I know where I just have to go. It's just not in front of me right but now. But I
0: think this is the last one.
1: I think it is. I Half think time it Half-time
0: murders. Yeah. yeah, that's the last one. So we'll be able to yeah. do this then next week.
1: Yeah, we can. All right. Fantastic. If you can find your sheet. I can find my sheet. I know where it is. Right no more no faith in me which has borne itself out many 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 times over the years that you should have absolutely no faith in me but come on chris maybe one of these days i'm gonna surprise you i'm sure
0: it'll happen Mm -hmm. uh the second film we're not sure yet we'll figure that out i know matt is still curating that martial arts marathon for me that i'm hoping to get into at some point Uh, i can have that ready i can have that ready by by next week if you want to start that well get get on it brother okay i'm ready And I want to mention one thing, too. I got to go see 2001 uh, and the IMAX this Mm -hmm. weekend. And it was quite a sight to behold. Though still, watching something like that, it becomes very obvious to me how angry AMC makes me when certain things. There's some stuff I love them for. One thing, I can't stand it. And it was years ago they stopped masking their screens. Mm. And it drives me crazy. And when I'm watching something like 2001, I want that presentation to be perfect Now the sound the picture, everything was great but not having the screen masked it's just it just still it gets to me I know nobody cares at this point, but I still do and then I had this woman behind me who was onomatopeing throughout the whole damn thing <laughs> Uh, like whenever she would, there's a part where they, she, they go to get the, he goes to get the body. Right. And then he's got, he's in the capsule in space. Yeah. And as soon as, as, as uh, is a Bowman's body. I can't, I always get, to, she, when they capture it, she goes, boom. And then later on when the, he has to blow the back off the pod to get back into the ship. Yeah. She's like, she does the same thing. She goes, pow. Like, and, that, and then I'm like. And then she starts laughing at times that are not, that's just, it's not, listen, 2001 is not a funny movie. All right. I think we can safely say that. So then I'm thinking to myself, am I an a-hole? Does this woman have a disability? Right? <laughs> is that what it is? So I turn around and not, not, th- I no. this, not that I could, not that it's always obvious. And I think I'm going to, I need to stop talking now because I'm sounding like an a-hole, <gasps> but, but just my inference, because I overheard her talking to her friend throughout the movie a few times too is that everything's fine with this woman and she just doesn't understand she's not home right which drives me crazy i know not talk through the films all right do not just don't you're not home that's um
1: respect. you know and, and that's somebody pointed that out to me and that's you know you go to see movies with friends or whatever and it's like a weird thing to go see a movie with a friend because you kind of want to the whole point is like hang out with them and talk to them and i I read somewhere that are like, I don't understand. Some comedian, he's like, I don't understand why people think going to see a movie is weird. That is the most perfect thing to see by yourself because everybody needs to be quiet and not talk to anybody else. So you should be there by yourself.
0: I've been going to the movies by myself for a very long time for a bunch of different reasons. But it's <laughs> it's my preferred way to go. Right. I remember when I was, I was dating a woman who was not my wife. This is years ago. And I, that was I had I had this terrifying feeling like oh, what if she's a talker Oh my god What if she's a talker <laughs> like the first or second date, right? Because you don't want to be like shut the hell up, but right. you also don't want to. It's yeah. So I don't know. Oh, she talked funny. a little she, bit. I, but then I'm I so glad that you, that you were nervous.
1: Around. You were nervous whether she was a talker or not. That is <laughs> hilarious. That's that is quintessential Chris right there. That's it.
0: Yeah lovely young woman who will shall not be named because i don't know she wants anybody to know she dated me or i dated her one of whichever one whichever whichever way you want to go with that whatever way would it be embarrassing for her is Mm. really so we will not name any names
1: uh so you know what else is available what might be coming out i don't i'll have to look maybe we can i know we have to see the the happy time murders just because it's on the stupid bracket but searching? that uh, searching yeah it's supposed to be really good it's supposed to come out i just don't know if it's still pretty limited so i'll have to see if it's actually playing around here yeah
0: i didn't see it around here i may try and squeeze in my boy mark Wahlberg's movie i don't know okay well that's... we do
1: we are a-listers now we got to get our money's worth that's so right. we can see whatever the hell we want Damn it.
0: That's right. And 2001 was covered under the A-list thing, so it's very Oh, it was. About
1: that. Nice. Nice. So,
0: all right. Feedback at thefirstrun.com. Shoot us in an email. we love to hear your thoughts. Do a search for us. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are everywhere. Scroll, 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 scroll. You will find us. Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Three and a half, four stars or above. Whatever it is, I'll read it on there. I promise. Because I have no shame. Mm-hmm. So, Matt... That's going to be the big show for this week. Why don't we take an extended break, and we will see you all soon.
1: You kind of look like a slutty Ebola virus. It's like a bag of Skittles. Taste the rainbow.